Welcome to season two of the Made Up Savannah podcast, a storytelling platform for the greatest city in the world. I'm your host, Dee Daniels. Made of Savannah is brought to you by Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, a progressive, inclusive, multi-generational company serving greater Savannah since 1978. Before we get into this episode, I have a treat for you. I'm very excited to tell you about a trip I just recently made to Local 1110. So, so good. And to help me tell this fantastic story, I'm welcoming my partner in love, Megan, to the show. Welcome. You've never been on Made of Savannah. That's right. I haven't. I'm very excited to talk about our uh, wonderful experience over at Local 1110. We were there for our friend Daisy's birthday. Mm -hmm. The whole experience was just fantastic. It was our first time. Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Casey, our waiter, made it just over the top amazing. No doubt. So we started off at Perch, um, where it's a nice place to start, rooftop wonderfulness, um, some fantastic music. music yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm. so good. I didn't know there was a rooftop there. It's just tucked away in the trees up there. It's just gorgeous. It is. So do you want to talk about what you had to drink at Perch? And I I do. I had a an extra dirty uh, vodka martini. It was absolutely perfect. Just the right amount of everything in there. Delicious. I think they, I think they called it a super dirty martini. <laughs> I think she did call it that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm extra dirty, dirty, dirty. I've heard it called so many different things, so mm-hmm. many different places, but anyway, it was very good. It was a great, great way to start. So then we went downstairs to local 1110 to have dinner. Do you have a favorite starter that we had? Oh, probably the mussels. Mm. Oh, wait, no, maybe the the white fi- whitefish pate. Really? Oh, I don't know. Was it a tie? <laughs> it was also good. Was it a tie for you? Possibly, yes. Okay, because I was leaning towards the spicy mussels because it's not just mussels. It was spicy mussels. Yes. Um, but no, the whitefish pate was fantastic. Um, okay, so what was the star for you for the spicy mu- mussels? The broth was out of this world. The They make it with chorizo. Mm. Uh, it was That gave it the wonderful spice. And then they serve it with this bread. Oh, my gosh. This amazing the bread. garlic bread that you can dip in it. And it was just heavenly. Oh, it was so good. So good that we actually took some of the broth home. The Mm -hmm. rest of the broth that we didn't have, we took took it home because we just could not not take it home. (laughs) Um, Okay. So for dinner, we split, we kind of shared, like everybody sort of shared a little bit Mm -hmm. of entrees, but you and I split the yellow coconut curry. Mm -hmm. All right. So white fish, okra, surprising for me was what was at the bottom sweet potato mm-hmm. sweet potato and a so little bit good. of um carolina gold rice oh, yeah um and then we of course stole a little bit of daisy's grilled strip steak yes which was just perfect with the perfectly. mushrooms the hen of the wood mushrooms yes and as daisy herself said she does not normally even like mushrooms and it was so good she ate every Every bite of it. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, and then we had a we had a pasta dish as well. Yes. Oh, it was homemade the, pasta, um, house made pasta garganelli. Yes, with a beef bolognese sauce, mm. parmesan, olive oil. So, which by the way, you can get as a as an entree, or you can get it as a starter. Starter. It's you know a dish is good 
when when they split it like that for you, like you can have this in any portion you want because <laughs> it's that good. Uh, so hats off to the chef for that. Mm -hmm. The Italian chef, yes. I heard. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all of it was so good. And then of course we had a little dessert at the end as well. Uh, it's like a chocolate mousse and oh, with a coffee flavored cookie crumble. Yes. And a little bit of whipped cream mm -hmm. and then their house made ice cream. Unbelievable as well. And, you know, I, I'm always on this, as you know, kick to find a really good espresso martini in town. Mm -hmm. um, so I was very happy that I ordered one of those. Yes. One espresso martini tour. Yeah. And, and so taken around town. I know. And I feel like I, I've this is going to be the star on my map. Love it. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the, I, I'm so glad I ordered that because I could have ordered you know, any of my other favorite drinks, but I was like, you know what? I haven't had an espresso martini here, so I've got to have it here. Anyway, I give it like 27,000 stars the whole <laughs> visit. I don't know what your review is, but oh, the same, right? Yeah. The restaurant itself uh, is just such a beautiful setting. The ambiance was perfect. Um, the art on the walls, mm. everything, just every detail, just perfect. The music. Mm -hmm. The restroom was even like, <laughs> hey, this is a whole experience in itself. It was an absolute perfect place for a special occasion. Daisy's 26th birthday. Right. <laughs> At least that's what she's telling us anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. We're going to check her driver's license. <laughs> I know that. Anyway, local1110.com if you want to check out that menu. Of course, that is a Daniel Reed restaurant. And Daniel Reed is our main sponsor here on Made of Savannah. So go check them out. Any of their concepts, they have that special touch on all of their concepts. I have a feeling you and I are going to go back soon. Oh, very soon. Yes. Very excited to welcome my friend and colleague, Jason Baggett, to the show. And Jason is a superstar real estate agent here at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty. And of course, um, you know, we're going to be talking about real estate, but so many interesting things that Jason is involved in here in Savannah and so many of his passions. Jason, welcome to the podcast. You were actually on season one for a short time. That's true for uh, Giving Palooza. That's right. Yes. That's right. That was a big event. That was a lot of fun. I'm hoping maybe we can make that an annual uh, event and bring it back in the spring. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, welcome again to, to season two. So many cool things happening in Savannah this time of year. I mean, um, you know, it's funny because we really don't have a tourist season here. Um but it does drop off, I think, a tad when school starts, but yet we've got a pretty full event calendar, so it's not we're not empty around here. No, it never seems to be the case. But I think I think you're right. Like the end of September it's gonna start picking up quite a bit again because the weather's going into our perfect time of year. Mm. And it's just it's the type of city you just kinda kinda keep walking around. Yeah. And that that weather is gonna make um make that easy for people to do. Yeah, it does. You're absolutely right. I, I, I do love the weather this time of the year and it's, it's, it's beautiful here no matter what time of year it is. But regardless, um, how did you get here? Tell us a little bit about your Savannah story and, and how you landed in Savannah. Uh, absolutely. So um, I have always wanted to live close to the coast. So that's kind of like step one of, of the why. And I was also ready for a change of careers and decided if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all at once. I'm not really a, a 
a beach town person as I wanted a city that felt like a home. And I think Savannah gives you that along with being really close to the coast. So I can take my dog down to Jekyll for a day or up to Hilton Head, but there's lots of options to get to the beach, but yet this feels like a community on its own, which is kind of unique and special. And then you add the history to it. Mm. Um, and that's just what makes it fantastic. Um, and I was kind of fortunate. I got to um, take some time in between and travel uh, from you know Charleston down to St. Augustine and everywhere in between. And a lot of people asked, how did you actually choose Savannah? What was it about Savannah? And I said, every time I went there, I felt comfortable. Mm. And it's, it still feels that way. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. So yeah, I, um, it really was. I was I was ready to do, uh, have a career change where one I could settle down a bit, have a dog. I was traveling a lot before, uh, which I love, but was ready for a break from. And um, it was also again just a little slower pace versus Atlanta. Still love going back and visiting friends, but um, feel more at home here now. Yeah, it, it does. It does have that feeling. Were you testing out when, when you were traveling? Were you testing out other areas thinking, OK, when you were in Charleston, was it like, oh, maybe Charleston? And I had already kind of selected Savannah. But um, yeah, I, I really did. I spent spent quite a bit of time in Charleston, and other cities um, in, in the southeast. So I knew it'd be kind of close by to stay close to uh, friends and family and so forth. But I as beautiful as the other areas are, this is still just a, it's its own unique city. It's its own unique vibe. I do think it's a more casual feeling version of, of a Charleston, but it has all that historic beauty. And so for me, that's just the right fit. Yeah. I, I want to get into some of like your favorite parts of, of the historic stuff here and, and some of your, your favorites in general. Um, but I, I can't wait to also talk to you about jumping into real estate. And right. I, I mean, doing real estate in such an amazing city like Savannah, it is so much fun. And at the same time, everybody wants to move here. You're also dealing with quite the demand of, of people searching and wanting to be here. And sometimes, you know, you run into that, like, we don't have enough <laughs> inventory in houses, you know, for people. That absolutely seems, yeah, that's the case right now, for sure. It's um, especially in uh, certain select areas, whether it's historic downtown or uh, Ardsley Park, uh, Midtown, um, and now all the way out to uh, Richmond Hill and those areas. Yeah, it's definitely a, a housing crunch. Like there's just not enough there for people to buy. Um, but it cycles, right? So hopefully that will uh, change. Um, but I guess people don't want to leave this beautiful city either, which means right? we have to find new ways to get people here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, no, but it is, uh, it really is trying to find those unique opportunities where someone is trying to downsize maybe, or uh, looking for a different type of property. Maybe they're Maybe they are ready to move to an island, right? And yeah. so um, it depends. That's kind of what you're looking for right now is people ready for a transition and, or a job transition, some sort of life change, I think, is the only way they're going to move. Yeah, that, that's the most challenging part right now. Yeah, no doubt. And I know it's frustrating for people that are really, really wanting to move here and, you know, might be in a different colder climate even, you know, and they're like, Oh, I really would like to be there. Um, but you know, it's on this end, it is, it's that sort of waiting game. And, and when people are ready and they do it, one of the things I love about you, Jason, watching you do real estate is that I know you take the relationship so seriously with your client. I know that's so important to you that, that trust piece of the relationship and 
Because I, I just feel like you're looking at such a big picture for every one of your clients. Talk about that relationship a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So um, it, it kind of is something that I told myself when I was going into this like second career. It's um, really take the time to do it right. And so uh, to this point, um, either I've worked with people I've already known really well, so I know them and I know what either they're looking for in a buy, if they're purchasing a home or they're selling a property, you know, the reasons and and really understand that well. Um, If it's someone, you know, I've actually had some clients out of town um, trying to decide if this is the right city. And I love just taking them around and helping them see what Savannah is. And that means driving them out to Tybee to have lunch. So you can see what how your day can change in 20 minutes. Right. From historic downtown to Tybee and then all the places in between. So it's kind of, it's kind of more of a hands-on approach. I obviously send out a link that has all the homes available for the criteria that you told me you were looking for. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I'm going through each and every single one of those and thinking through what you told me as a client that is important to you. And highlighting those and saying, let's let's definitely take a look at this. One of my favorite examples is a client who thought they had found the house that they were going to settle on and they were going to buy another one to, um, to renovate. And I said, well, based on what you told me, there's another one that I, I want you to at least look at, right? You know, I was going to get a sell out of it. I wasn't going to, in fact, it was um, almost the exact same price. There was I wasn't going to get a different commission or anything like that. And so I just said, what if we just take a look? And they said, well, okay, drive us by it. So we drove by it and they said, can we get an appointment tomorrow morning? And I said, sure. We literally um, walked in the front door and she nudged me and she said, this is it. Oh, wow. And so it's it's those kind of moments where it's really, it's, it's, I'm not pushing them in any one direction, Mm -hmm. same area, same neighborhood, same everything. It's more about listening to what they told me, what they really want and trying to help them find that property. So I love that. And that's, you know, that's really what you want. I mean, gosh, that's exactly what we wanted when we were moving to Savannah is I wanted to know that my real estate agent had been, because I realized there were so many pockets Mm -hmm. of Savannah. I'm like, oh my God, they're Mm -hmm. so different. They're all so different. Like, and you, you go one block over, so different, one block over, so different, 10 minutes down the road, so different. For sure. Yeah. So I wanted my, you know, we wanted our agent to, to, to have been in those areas enough to know the feel of it. Cause like for us, the feel was really important. And I'm sure those are, those are kind of, that's sort of the conversation I think you're having with a lot of your clients is like, it's not just the house. Mm-hmm. It's like the feel of the neighborhood, the feel of the street, how close the next house is. Is there a pool nearby? For sure. And like, um, obviously you're, you're a good example of this. you you live on one of the islands and you have a beautiful marsh view. Um, a lot of people don't even understand how much water there is around Savannah and how varied those views are, right? right? Everything from that marsh view to an ocean view to a city view or a river view, right? There's so many different options. And I think people traditionally think of Savannah as, okay, there's a historic district. It has these beautiful squares and a riverfront. Mm -hmm. It does have all that, but there's so much more. And you really have to... I like for my clients to see it and feel it, to know where they feel the most comfortable, right? Not just um, what on paper looks right. I don't, I don't know if you have a particular like memory of, of a client uh, that you've done this particular thing with a client before, but one of my favorite things that we did when we were first getting here is to make the drive from downtown, from the historic district 
to like almost the beach or one of the islands and, and sort of just like, unless you get in the car and do it, a, you don't get to see all of the, the visual, but B, you don't, you don't realize until you get in the car. Oh my gosh, it's that close. Like Mm -hmm. the beach is that close. Like the islands are that close to the heartbeat of the middle of the city. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I actually have some out of town clients that, uh, were from Ohio and knew that or had um, explored the historic area, but weren't as familiar with, you know, what was outside of Savannah. So um, literally took them for about four, four and a half hours one day. And we just drove all around. So everywhere from Bluff Drive on Isle of Hope to Tybee and had lunch and, uh, you know, um, the riverfront. So just, just a lot of different areas of the city so they could understand how varied the geography is that we have, but also, as you said, sometimes it's the feel of a specific neighborhood. Sometimes it's, so they were drawn to Ardsley Park, and and what they liked was it had the historic feel, it had the parks that mimicked the squares downtown. Right. But it was, the houses were more um, uh, uh, traditional and what they were comfortable with, right? Whereas someone else might be looking for more of a beach style home right, or, right. Or, or a different type of home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's in, and that is fun for me is I get to know them better. Now we're, we're, we're friends now, right? right? You know, right. I'm starting to get in, in, uh, I pick up pickleball a little bit and, and oh, things yeah, like that. Right. And they're the ones that put it in my head. And so, you know, when they come back down, so they're, they're actually renovating the house that they bought here. And so when they come back down, you know, we'll go play pickleball, right. go to dinner and, you know, so it's great. So it's, it's more, it's more than just, a transaction. Yes. Right. Yes. If it's just a transaction, I don't think you're doing your job very well. Right. And I just remembered you and I have some pickleball time together. We do. We've promised and each happy other. Hour happy pickleball hour pickleball. Combined. That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, can we talk a little bit about like, let's zoom in a little bit on the nitty gritty of real estate. Um, you know, the importance of an investment. Um, it, I, I feel like the investment conversation in Savannah is very loud. It's a yes. loud conversation. What are your thoughts around that? For sure. I think I, I think almost anywhere that you live, you know, there's there's ups and downs in any investment that you make, no matter what it is. But owning a property, a home, vacation homes, um, all of those give a long term investment and in value, right? So there's all sorts of things and benefits that come along with that, whether it's needing to tap into the equity because um, your son or daughter is going to college, right? Or they're having a wedding or whatever it might be. Right. Um, your your house and your properties are, are growing in value. Um, and we are in a unique area being Savannah. We are kind of bordered on all sides by water. So depending on where you want to be, if you want to be close to the actual downtown Savannah, there's only so much land, right? right? Um, right. We have growth of the port, um, Gulfstream, um, obviously with Hyundai and others coming in, it just puts that much more uh, a pressure kind of on the market um, uh, where where it's already become an extremely popular area to live. But also I, value, you think, too, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, for the last, uh, we're on the sixth year now of seeing uh, 10 to 15% year-over-year growth. Yeah. Right? And in your home value. Um, so, and and with all the new investments coming in, I think that's only going to increase. It's not going to, you know, it's, it's going to extrapolate year over year. And so I think it's just, it's a fantastic place uh, for people to invest in when it comes to property. But then you find yourself 
loving where you're living while you're getting that investment. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's a special place, special time. I think to be here. It's it's. I think a lot of people let interest rates. You know, trying to get used to what's the new norm. There's lots of factors that people have to adjust to. But it's when you look at it a larger picture, it's a sound investment that's not going to change. And especially in an area like this, that's probably only going to continue in popularity. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the, the interest rate discussion is certainly um, a, a, a loud discussion that a lot of people are having and are fearful of in, in some ways. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's scared off a lot of investors here at all. No, and, and kind of going back to what we were talking about before, uh, we do have low inventory numbers here, right? And so it, when people are so interested in living here in the area um, that it, we haven't seen the impact probably like other areas have. Um, I do also think people are starting to understand, okay, this is probably a little bit more of a normal um, interest rate. The twos and three percents likely aren't coming back. And guess what? If they do, that's fantastic. And sure. you just go ahead and um, refinance and right. enjoy that new rate. But right. your investment is going to grow well beyond that interest rate. So it's I think that's what people who are in it have that longer term viewpoint, especially in an area like this, where we're seeing those, you know, 10 to 15% year over year, property value increases, you can do the math pretty simply and see how your investments growing, especially or even at a 7%. Rates. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, one of the other big reasons um, people love to flock to Savannah is because of that comforting community feel that you were talking about. And and that's something that I know you are, you have just dug into the community, like you are just you're in it and, and always meeting new people and always sort of, you know, finding great people to work with and, and great you know, nonprofit organizations to, to work beside. I'd love to talk about some of the nonprofit organizations that you work with that are so close to your heart. I know one of the ones that uh, you and I got to work with on that Give a Palooza event uh, was Coastal Pet Rescue, and, and they do some great things. I'm always seeing your pictures on Instagram when you're out volunteering for them. What a great organization. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's um, Again, it's one of the reasons, um, as I was doing my uh, job change, you know, uh, moving to Savannah, kind of lifestyle change, um, I, I, I want I was committed to uh, volunteering more um, and having the time to do so. And so that the first year is here. That's all I did. Worked on my yard because I'd never had a yard before mm. and uh, volunteered. And so the first place I found was Coastal Pet Rescue. And um, clearly, I love dogs. I have my dog staring at me now. I'm doing. The yes. Interview. Holly is here <laughs> um, on standby. You'll have to check our Instagram because we'll, we'll put a picture of Holly up. Yeah, so they do fantastic work. They, you know, they help save animals that are at some of the shelters that are about to be put down. They help uh, rehome dogs. They help in lots of situations where other shelters can't. We do try to foster first, um, but we do have what's called Camp Pazawa, where um, dogs and cats can go if we can't find a foster. And so that's where I volunteer a lot of time or we do events to get visibility uh, for the dogs and, and to get them socialized. A lot of times yeah. that's just as important. So, yeah, it's 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 fun for me. I love dogs. So I'm being around them and, and supporting an organization that does a lot of good for. Yeah for the animals. No doubt. Um, and and let's talk about some of the other ones. I know one um, that you worked with very closely um, was also 
the Savannah Tree Foundation. If you're watching stuff on Instagram or or the news, you've probably heard a lot of recently about uh, the Savannah Tree Foundation. That they've been doing so much, and and there's so much still to do. So there's a lot of opportunity with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it, our our canopy is at, at more risk than people want to believe, right? Um, the things that I've learned through volunteering with them and getting more involved with them is the impacts of being a port city and how it is important to have different species of trees, even in the city where we have these beautiful live oaks that are green all year, right? We're, we're you know, it's, it's something that everyone wants the live oak, um, but having a variety is, is super important. It's um, understanding all the impacts of the infrastructure and how we uh, treat our water, how much concrete and areas these trees have to grow and making sure we understand how important they are to our city, right? Savannah is gorgeous architecturally, but the trees add an enormous amount of value back to the city. And so um, obviously it's, it's something that everyone enjoys looking at, but understanding the true importance to our environment locally and, um, and, and trying to make sure it's sustained well past our time is really important. And that's the work that um, Savannah Tree Foundation is doing. So it's been great to get out and plant trees where they've either, you know, died because of age or, or whatever it may be. But, you know, you, you drive down um, Abercorn Street and you're spoiled. You're like, wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> right, right. You start to realize there are trees that are missing there. And mm-hmm. so for that next generation, getting out there and planting them so that they get to enjoy that same driver walk is just as important. Very important. You're absolutely right. I also got to sort of watch you uh, at work with Second Harvest of Coastal Georgia. And man, I... I, I did um, a separate interview with them and got to know a little bit about their mission. And and I'm not even sure a lot of like local people know how much they do mm-hmm. and um, how important it is for us to help them keep everything stocked. And, you know, because it's a big deal what they do. It really is. They um, I might get this. I might get the numbers wrong, but I think they service something like 46 counties. Um, in our I area. So, yeah. so it's most of the coastal Georgia area that they service. And you can think of all the different kind of supply chains, you've, uh, issues you've heard over the last couple of years. Well, they've had the same kind of issues, right? It's, it's something I've seen at the dog rescue. Um, the pandemic had such a shift in um, mindset, whether good or bad, towards uh, nonprofits. Yeah. And I think a lot have struggled the last year or so as people have normalized their lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's making sure people understand that, okay, every child out there still needs food. And the summer programs are critically important because they're not getting the food from the schools. Um, So that's a lot of what they do. And, you know, just having stable goods. um, So a lot of what I try to do for them is social promotion, right? So I'll try to remind people Next time you're at the store, get some extra peanut butter, you know, yeah. some cans of tuna, things like that. Just as kind of a reminder that um, it's really simple thing. It's a simple way to give back, and and it goes a long way towards towards our our, our broad community here. Yeah, it really does. And and you know, especially talking with them on on that particular episode that you can hear in season one. Um, we also really touched on how important it is to realize that you, you likely have neighbors and friends that don't talk about the need that they have. And so, you know, that can be a very difficult thing to, 
bring to the forefront or let someone know that you're going through. And the only people that might know are the people who work at Second Harvest. You know, they might be the only people who know that this particular family is in need. So they're they're helping a lot of your friends and, and neighbors, probably. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's one of those things you have to remind yourself that uh, f- food is a need. It's not a want. There's so many things that we complain about not, not having or getting, you know, or, or wanting, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. um, f- food is a need. Um, and so especially when you can um, see the impacts of families maybe that are going through a temporary struggle. Like a lot of times we think it's like this long-term need. Right, it's, right. It's not always the case. It really can be a temporary struggle, but they need a lending hand. And, and as you said, they they sometimes maybe they're embarrassed to ask for that. They shouldn't be, but maybe they are. Yeah. And so these organizations provide a way to, to help them through that time. And then often when people get helped by an organization – they come back and help that organization too, oh, which totally. is great. So it's kind of a circle, but yeah, it's, 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 it's one I've always been invested in, but now I'm just trying to have a little bit more of a personal touch, um, in Savannah, um, which is one of the things I, another thing that I love about Savannah, if I can bear it to Atlanta is I feel like you can be more hands-on mm. involved. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta is so big that it seemed like everything was a corporation helping, which is great. They all should be helping. Um, but here I feel like I'm like as a person helping. Yeah. And so it's a great feeling to, yeah, you feel like you can almost like see your impact a little more closely and, and, uh, a little more immediately, which is, which feels really good. And, and it does sort of engage all of us a little more, I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that live in, in this size of, of a market in town. And is this, a, this is a new one you've started working with the American Heart Association, not, not too long, right? So this, um, I was at um, an event and was speaking with someone there and, and, and actually I bring up the charities I work with a lot. So I might be at, at a chamber of commerce event and <laughs> I'll still bring up the uh, charities that I work with, right? Because they need help. And so I try to vocalize it for them. Um, and so, so um, they reached out to me afterward and said that they were having a Leaders of Impact campaign coming up. Um, and it begins September 15th and will go through November 15th. Uh, so basically, uh, this uh, specific drive, again, is going to um, obviously raise money for um, heart uh, research and education and so forth. But again, it's about awareness. So it's if you can remind someone to... Ah, I need to go make that appointment and and do the extra step to get my heart checked. Maybe I need to look at family history a little bit stronger and inform my doctor. Yeah, you know, my my dad had a stroke or my mom had this. Tell your doctor, inform your doctor, right? So that you're helping your own health and you're helping your kid's health and so forth. So it really is going to be a combination of, of, of money and awareness, um, yeah. this campaign. So um, I'm, I'm just, it's just now getting kicked off. The websites are just being built at the moment. So hopefully check back. I'll be out there on social media with it. Um, I'll put a special link on my website as well. You can donate or you can um, get involved somehow, um, even become part of my team if you'd like to uh, uh, help me raise some more money for them. That sounds fun. I love that. I love that. And it's so important. It's important work. Um, Speaking of you on social, where everybody can stalk you, where where are you on? You're on Instagram. You're on LinkedIn too, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, I I do. I try to, um, I don't know, keep people informed of what my dog's doing or how my real estate's doing or or some of the nonprofits. My website, 
jason-baggett.com and <laughs> however just reach out you're everywhere good yeah i like it um well i know you're you're not busy at all it sounds like after this discussion um <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're constantly showing houses and constantly out there working for people and i know you're doing great things in this community i'm glad you're here uh, in savannah and, and a part of the thread and and thanks for taking some time to sit down and share it all with us thank you i appreciate it Thanks for listening to Made of Savannah. The welcome mat is always out.